Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan and Lexi here, deep into that quarantine life. Yeah. <laughs> How's your day Trucking going? along. I mean, I know a little bit of how your day is going. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's our first technical day of summer break, but it's snowing. <laughs> so oh this is what happens. So I allotted like a nine week maternity leave where mm-hmm. I only had to fit six weeks of school in, but we got way more school than I thought, which is good. It just means that we're done even earlier than I thought. So it's still snowing and we're done with school. <laughs> yeah. When did you start this year? Um, I I think I'm trying to remember. I think I started um, the end of June because we were going to move in July. So I had to start early. I usually start in July though. Yeah. We started the first week of August and we have two weeks left. I just, I just prepped my last session this morning. I was like, Oh my gosh. I'm like at the end of our materials for the whole year. It's so weird. It's so weird. It was so weird to like throw my the workbooks away because there's nothing left in there. And I'm like, what? This is almost really sad. I know. I haven't, I haven't, well, we're only in kindergarten. So we've only done two two years so far and I haven't thrown away any worksheets yet. I'm like in a couple of years, it's probably going to become less (laughs) sentimental, but I just like have them all like, you've worked so hard. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I have everything from his preschool in a box. I'm going to put all this stuff in a box, but I know when I get it back out with Valor, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to throw away all this stuff now. Well, do you guys have to keep track of anything in Illinois? Mm-mm, no. Okay. Neither like do we. No reporting of anything. That's awesome. Yeah. But so anyway, yeah, you That's guys funny. had a good first day of summer break. It's been okay. I think it's hard. It's like that adjustment of trying to figure out how much to, because that you go from like overseeing every minute of their day to, I need an absolute break, which is where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. But I also, I have to oversee parts of their day or I'm yeah. never going to get a break. Like it's, it's weird because structure almost is a, a relief for a mom, if that yeah. makes sense. Uh, yeah, for sure. So yeah. So today has been kind of rough and it's just cold and just, I think we're going to bake bread and watch YouTube videos all afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Sometimes you yeah. need that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was telling Jared, I feel like today is the first day. How long is it the COVID-19? Is this our second week of that or third? I think this next week is going into the third week, I think. Uh, Today is like the first day that I'm actually starting to feel it. Like up until today, I've just been busy and just like normal life. And then today it's like, man, I wish we could go out to eat tonight. Yeah. Go do (laughs) something. It's the first night that I've actually started to feel like, huh, I wish we could do something entertainment wise. So, okay. I I have a question and we're talking about food. So, Mm -hmm. okay. So I too have been missing going out to eat, but Mm -hmm curbside pickup isn't the same to me no, as going out to not. eat. No, okay. You still okay. have to clean up. Someone else. Okay. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You no, no, that's not the same at all. I'm like, um, I don't think I want to pay 35 bucks for somebody no. to just drop food off that I still have to clean up afterwards. Yeah, not worth honestly, it. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like Jared and I were talking about this because we considered going to grab food for lunch, but we had leftovers. I'm like, honestly, I'm not trying to like brag, but like, I like the food that we cook at home better yes. than most restaurants yeah. so I'm like yeah I don't know you kind of get ruined it's when you true. start cooking from scratch and then you're like well it's this so true better. <laughs> so. okay but do you have any food that you actually prefer from the store that you haven't either been able to make or that you, you mean guys from just a prefer? restaurant 
Well, yeah, from a restaurant too, but even just store-bought food that you Hmm. don't like making at home. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, like, there's definitely, um, like, a Thai restaurant Mm -hmm. that has Thai dishes that are just awesome that I've not been able to make taste the same at home. That I would have to, like, go to the international grocery store and get a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. that I don't normally cook with. So I think definitely stuff like that, like Thai food, um, trying to think. I I would say Indian food, but I just made Mm -hmm. some chicken tikka marsala last night that was like a different recipe that's like that was like completely from scratch normally i get like a um they have jars of simmering sauce for that oh yeah, yeah. Normally mm-hmm. get, but last night i did it completely from scratch and it was the bomb so now i'm like mm, i think i like that one a lot and now that we've been doing homemade nan bread that's just like so mm. stinking good <laughs> it's yeah. so good um but anyways we're kicking it off obviously we're gonna be talking about cooking and food, food and very something that we both are really into today so I thought maybe I could kick it off just by talking a little bit about like why we should value cooking and Mm -hmm. why Mm -hmm. as Christian women that should be a priority to us that we um I don't know I don't I don't think that it's okay for um a Christian woman with a family to just say that they don't cook or that they can't cook Mm -hmm. um because we are called to be busy working at home loving our husbands and children and a big part of that is the fact that your family eats three times a day. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think that, um, as Christian women, we should have, um, you know, a high emphasis on food and also because the Bible talks about food a lot mm-hmm. and, and, um, talks about it in terms of celebrating and, um, and God talks about food as blessing and, um, just that we should think more of the food that we're giving people just more than just sustenance that, Mm -hmm. um, that we're building a culture with food, um, that we're giving, you know, the sight, sound, smell stuff that we talk a lot about in this Mm -hmm. podcast, the cozy feelings that food brings, um, that we're building a culture in our homes of love, of intentionality, care, of celebration. Um, so anyways, I think that we should think of food and of cooking um, and feeding our families as a skill um, that we should grow in. That is a part of um, our love that we give to our family is the food that we make them. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyways, I thought I would do a little preamble on that because I think Mm -hmm. that um, our culture kind of has a view of cooking. Like it's completely optional. Like you're able to just Mm. as a wife and mom, if you don't like to cook, then that's kind of like, okay. And you can just say, Mm -hmm. I don't cook. Yeah. Um, you can take supplements to make up for the, the right. lack of nutrition in your food. So why does it matter? Um, so you like give yourself a pass to not, to not grow in the skill of cooking or to mm-hmm. not like have your heart grow in a love of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely can see where some people just naturally like it more than others. Yeah. And I think that the past few years for me, it has been definitely growing in a love of cooking as my family has been growing. Um, Mm. as there's more mouths to feed, um, and it's more just something that I'm doing a lot. It's like, oh, I can either, um, not like this, or I can try to cultivate a love of it and an enjoyment Mm -hmm. of it and, Mm -hmm. and be curious and interested and pursue that. Yeah. If you're going to be doing it all of the time, you have to really figure out a way to maintain, to be able to maintain doing it. Even if that means like, for me, it's usually like splurging on either a new kitchen tool or going to a grocery store that I genuinely like going to. That's not just depressing and grungy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So 
if you have children, if you have a husband, if you're going to be cooking them a lot of meals a day, might as well see it as a way that mm-hmm. you are serving your family and serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but in saying that, you know, uh, Proverbs 15, 17 is like better is a dinner of herbs <laughs> yes. than a fattened ox with uh-huh. bread in it or whatever, whatever, something along those lines. Um, so in our pursuit of cooking and food, we don't want to get ourselves to a place of like, you know, I feel like it can go a couple of ways. You can start being like, I just cooked for three hours on this meal and mm-hmm. you better enjoy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you better not make a mess of it and blah, blah, blah. Um, so we got to be careful to guard our hearts to where we don't just like see it as the time that we put into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, for me, that and that's true, especially even with hosting and stuff, just in the yeah. time that you're like doing a lot of cooking and preparing. Oh my gosh, yes. That you have to just like so carefully guard your heart to where it's like, okay, this is a service to the Lord. Just like any work that I do, I'm working as an unto him. And I want my heart to be joyful that I want to serve this food with smiles mm-hmm. and kisses for my children, not just food on a plate. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I really like, I think it's in um, my life for yours where Doug Wilson does quote that proverb in the midst of a chapter where he's setting like really high feasting standards. Mm-hmm. And I just really liked how he says that obviously, yes, the proverb holds true, but only a Christian can actually have feasting with laughter mm-hmm. because only a Christian understands like we can hold on to excellent food ideals while also being cheerful about our work to the Lord. Yeah. So yeah, that was cool. just helpful to see like, cause I think I can go to both extremes like, okay, fine. It's PB and J every single night of the week, or it's going to be a five course meal every single night of the week. And I'm going to be exhausted and rude to you about the whole entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> but only a Christian can come to the medium and figure out how to pursue good food with those we love while laughing with those we love at our table. Yeah. yeah that's so, awesome. So that is the goal that we should be striving for as we're talking about cooking yeah. and food. So, okay, Lexi, how do you pursue a love of cooking <clears throat> or a love of feeding your family? <clears throat> I think for me, it always comes back to books. I'm always on the hunt for new books to keep reading. Um, I, I do agree that some people it comes na- more naturally, the love of cooking, but I don't think the skill is natural to anyone. Mm-hmm, right. So once I changed that mindset and kind of thought, I remember really specifically being fearful of making pudding and meatballs several years ago. And interesting too. <laughs> I, um, I just remember thinking like, I need to grow in those two skills. Cause I know like, I need to get over this spiritually. I am a woman. I can be in the kitchen. I can figure out how to make meatballs. Now they're like the easiest thing to make, but, mm-hmm. um, just constantly keeping an ongoing list of like, not necessarily buying that new thing in the moment, but having a list that you can refer to when you are feeling like, oh, uh, I don't want to cook a single chicken nugget, even from the microwave right now. <laughs> so um, yeah, keeping a list of those sort of things. And I think just really remembering the Supper of the Lamb by Father Capone. He talks in there about how that is honestly such a prophetic book. I think it was written in the 60s or the 70s. Um, but he talks in there about how if you can act like Chinese food from a can is good, then you're denying absolute truth <laughs> because you just can't say that food from a can is good. Hmm. So um, having that motivation behind it, like remembering I'm, ma- I'm making a statement about the Lord when I'm serving my family, what I'm serving, whether or not it's simple toast and butter 
or, you know, like a roasted chicken and vegetables. Um, you're actually making a statement about the Lord. And so that kind of helps me to not give up, I guess, because it is hard, especially when you're homeschooling because you're feeding people yeah. constantly. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Those are just some things that have really shaped the way I go about my food education, I guess. And I have some YouTube people that I like to follow too. And I'll even save those for like mm-hmm. the nights where I'm just dreading getting up and cooking breakfast the next day. <laughs> yeah. I have to be really, really strategic about it. Yeah. It's really helpful for me. I don't know. Do you meal plan? As in like decide what you're going to make or like before you go. Yeah. To the or, yeah. yeah I, for the most part. Yeah. So this year in my efforts of um, trying to be more organized, I bought a thing for our fridge that's like, it says like the days of the week. And then it also has a grocery, your list. You can write your groceries mm-hmm. beside it. And that has been really helpful for me because I'll like sit down on Sunday evenings and write out each day what we're going to have just for dinner. Mm-hmm. Cause like breakfast and lunch, I can, we yeah. eat leftovers for lunch and breakfast is like a rotating three or four things that we have. Um, if that honestly, like there's, yeah, same here. <laughs> oatmeal, three different varieties of oatmeal, granola, Bre- yogurt, and oatmeal. <laughs> Oh, feeling the pot. <laughs> a breakfast casserole again. I have the whole nine by thirteen band of it. Um, yeah, but anyway, so I I will sit down and and like do like look through a cookbook or Pinterest boards mm-hmm. or whatever and get out my whole week of mm-hmm. meals that I want I, that I want to make and then make out my grocery list so I know that I have all the ingredients to make these seven things. I'm not like mm-hmm. Monday, we have to have meatloaf. It says, meatloaf, mm-hmm. right? but it's just, I know I have, oh, yeah. I know I have yeah. the ingredients to make these seven different options. So I feel like that's been super helpful because it's not like the day of trying to figure out what I can uh-huh. do. Yeah. Something um, I like to do is cause I, I plan in two week increments. Mm-hmm. And so during those two weeks, if a meal pops into my mind that I'm like, Oh, that sounds really good tonight. I'll just go stick it on my meal list for the next two weeks. So the, by the time I get back there, my meal Mm -hmm. list is already made for me. And it's all stuff that I'm, cause I think when you impulse go buy and shop in the moment, sometimes, um, you're spending a lot of money first of all, but also it just, you're not enjoying it as much as like delaying it and looking forward to doing it. And it's more fun because I want to keep cooking and making those things that yeah. I delayed the gratification of. Yeah. Delayed really weird. No. <laughs> Have you heard the study about delayed gratification with the marshmallows and the kids? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Would you have eaten it? No, I'm definitely. Nope. No, me I'm, a, I'm a saver. <laughs> I am so. a saver. So funny. Uh, that's funny. We we talk about whenever we see our kids do something that's delayed gratification, we're always like, look, look, delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, yes. So planning ahead of time. That's a really good thought. Just like going ahead and sticking it on your list. So you're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I have that one. Um, okay. So with cooking then, how – you've talked to me before about like just keeping your curiosity up in the kitchen. Like after you feel like you've kind of – attained a goal that you have with cooking, like continuing Mm -hmm. to remain curious about stuff. Talk about that. Um, yeah. So I, I think part of this really does go back to like, I, we were kind of vegan for about two years and, oh my gosh, I don't want to offend anyone, but vegan food is kind of not that interesting. (laughs) Um, Cause you can only work with so many different Indian type flavors and then that's about it. But, you know, I also had to realize like it wasn't loving my husband well and honoring my husband's paycheck well that I was only willing to feed him cashew cream all the time. (laughs) So, um, 
once he kind of told me to jump off the vegan bandwagon, um, I realized that I had spent like my first several years of, as a wife, like not even learning that much about food or honing into my skills. And he just kind of, I feel like he just gave me so much liberty to just go, go for it, to buy what I needed, to Mm. be okay with, um, being interested with food in a healthy way, but in a way that makes me want to keep going at it. And so for me, just like a really holistic view of food more often than not lines up with the Weston A. Price style of eating. If you guys don't know what that is, it's nourishing traditions. Um, it's just more of a traditional food prep. And it, I, it helped me be interested in it from a scientific perspective than purely just, I got to get the food on the table to feed the people. Mm-hmm. So it, could, it was something I could kind of take under my belt as lifelong learning and still keep health in mind, but also eat butter, also mm-hmm. eat really good meat, also not be fearful of sugars, not be fearful of carbs, all of that stuff. So um, I've just felt like a whole new world of food was opened up to me at that point. And then slowly um, over the years, I've just, you know, for Christmas and birthdays and stuff, Brian just knows now, basically get Lexi anything cooking related. (laughs) And it just helps me because I can, you know, I can kind of for one year plan. I remember the year he got me my huge Dutch oven. I had to figure out how to use that and what kind of meals to cook in that. And um, for my birthday this year, he got me a heritage wheat cookbook. So that was a really fun topic to learn about. Um, And it's just, it's kind of an area where I have to cook every single day. So it's also an area that I'm okay spending more of our budget on to make it worthwhile for us. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not going to be the the person that's only spending 25 bucks a week cooking food for my family. Um, I would hate it if that's how, if that's how it was for me. Um, there have been seasons where we obviously have to be more strict with that sort Mm -hmm. of stuff. But the cool thing now is that in those seasons of abundance and generosity and overflowing and serving my family in that way, I have more skills to take into the lean times, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, um, So, yeah, I mean, was there something specific that you had in mind? Oh, no, that's basically it. Um, So you and I both really enjoy cooking from scratch, like trying Mm -hmm. to figure out how things are made homemade. And um, it's interesting because I was just talking to Jared about this not that long ago. I was like, I'm really curious, just over the past couple of years that I've started cooking more stuff from scratch, I'm curious if our grocery budget has gone up or down. And Mm. honestly – um, the amount that I, I buy more quality products now, I feel like, but our grocery, the amount that I spend honestly has gone down because actual ingredients are cheaper than convenience foods. So, oh my gosh, it's so, oh my gosh, it's so true. Yeah. So honestly, like you say, you know, you're not spending, you know, you're not trying to be super cautious on how much you're spending, but honestly, I bet you're spending less than what you would be spending yeah. if you were buying like the boxed everything, mm-hmm. and whatever. Well, and you and I were just talking yesterday about the chicken, like the bones with the chicken. And oh, stuff. yeah. <laughs> and there's just so many. Once you do pick up a lot of skills and a lot of this like old-fashioned kitchen knowledge, you realize mm-hmm. that you can use your things oh my in gosh, so many different ways. So yeah. Yes, it really, really, really does. Even Brian's aunt was just – we just put a deposit down on some pigs that we're going to raise with my parents. And Brian's aunt raises pigs. And she was telling me like – she was talking about the butchering process. And she was just saying – Honestly, the amount you can do with one pig is endless. It just depends on what you're willing to eat Mm -hmm. and how you're willing to cook it. 
And that's just, there's so much abundance in going back to a lot of really basic principles about food. Stuff, yeah. And that's why Weston A. Price, I think, is so interesting because not only do you see the resourcefulness, but you also see mm-hmm. like the nutritional benefits of the resourcefulness. Yeah. It's like everything just goes together, which is really cool. Um, well, and, so, and, and I just want, I want to be careful because I think some people can, I know, I mean, some people have told me you're such a legalist. You think only homemade food is the way to go. Oh, no. <laughs> and we're not trying to say that, but I do think there is something like I said to you the other day over Voxer, there's something to be said when the government gets involved in things that God did not call the government to get involved in. And I don't know of any scriptures where the government is supposed to be subsidizing our food. Mm. So naturally you can kind of see a breakdown, especially in the food system when the government is trying to, you know, you have people being thrown in jail in California for having raw milk, but they're totally okay with the police are not policing the abortion clinics. Mm. So it just shows we have such a warped view of what law should be doing now. Mm-hmm. And so, so with some of the Weston A. Price stuff, it's kind of going back to pre-government having their hands in our food system, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, which is really interesting and um, stuff to learn more about. Uh, what was I going to say? Something about resourcefulness. Oh, um, so yeah. But even like, uh, like a gallon of milk can go mm-hmm. so far, like in making so many mm-hmm. different things um, from like, I, you said you make yogurt. You make yogurt, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that like I've, I've been enjoying making yogurt from – I use that prairie cookbook. But oh, yeah. um, her recipe, is, I think it's like eight cups of milk. And all you have to have is like four tablespoons of a previous yogurt to put in to mm-hmm. culture the milk. And you get two quarts full of yogurt. And it's like so much cheaper than what you would spend oh my gosh, so much to cheaper. buy <laughs> – two things of yogurt from the store. Um, and it doesn't have 9,000 ingredients in it. It has mm-hmm. and yogurt cultures and then you can put whatever else in it, of course. But like, it's just, it's just really interesting to see, like start seeing when you cook from scratch, what things are actually made of yes. and how yeah. little ingredients it actually takes to make uh-huh. something. Um, yeah. So yeah, even like last night when we made the nan bread, it's like just a few ingredients to make nan bread and you buy it from the store and there's like 9,000 ingredients in it. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing with cooking from scratch that I said on Instagram not that long ago was you think that cooking from scratch is like way extra amount of work, but it's really not. It's just work that's like spread out. It's like I'm going to soak mm-hmm. some beans here, start start some dough there, but it's mm-hmm. not the marathon before supper that yeah. a lot of like convenience meals is. It's more of like spread out throughout the day, which is mm-hmm. more fits with our lifestyle anyway. So it works really well for us. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it's just, it's been so beautiful to me to just see how things are made and the process uh-huh. throughout the day of just like seeing it all work together. And then like whenever you start gardening and canning and like just mm-hmm. seeing it all like flow really beautifully throughout the course mm-hmm. of a woman's day at home for me. It's just really mm-hmm. neat to think about how women have been doing this for hundreds of years. Yeah. I do think that's what's interesting, especially with the traditional food preparation is like, I mean, we don't, part of why we don't need to prepare food traditionally now is because we can go pick up a bottle of vitamins, but people beforehand could not do that. And, um, I think of like in Isaiah where it talks about the spirit leading the, teaching the man how to plant the cumin in the fields. Mm. It just makes me wonder like, how did people figure this out? There had Mm. to have been somebody who had a little bit of wisdom from the Lord Mm -hmm. who inspired them. You know, why don't you just mix up this flour and water and let it sit a little longer or purely by accident? Let's yeah. see what happens with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that 
like literally God in his kindness has taken care of our bodies for centuries, Mm -hmm. ultimately to preserve his church, honestly. Um, but he's taking care of our bodies with food that is yummy and tasty and nutritious at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's really cool. I, it's cool because the season of life that I don't have as much time doing like things that I used to do creatively, um, before Mm -hmm. I had kids, God has really given me so much of a joy with cooking to just see the creativity in it and the joy that's in it. And, um, Mm -hmm. it's just been a kindness of God (laughs) over the past couple of years for me. That's really, that's encouraging to hear because I've been trying to work on this quilt and it's just like too much real life is getting in the way of the quilt. And that's mm-hmm. fine. I, I prefer yeah. the real life over the quilt, but mm-hmm. I think sometimes you can start to feel like you're not getting to your creative pursuits, but that that's what I mean is you have to then turn what you have to do into mm-hmm. a creative pursuit. Yeah. Somehow. yeah. Yeah. See cooking as something that you're getting to put creative energy into mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. enjoy it. Like don't mm-hmm. see it as I have to cook another meal again. I've, we've been in quarantine for two weeks and I've cooked <laughs> every single meal for two weeks. And it's like, I know, I, I feel like this is the perfect time for this episode to be coming out because all the moms mm-hmm. are starting to get to the end of their recipe books and being like, all right, we've ate it all. <laughs> now what? Uh, so maybe we should give our favorite resources at this time. Oh boy. Wow. Should okay. I, should okay, I so even unload? First, let's do like an online resource. Okay. Then yes, break it up. Are probably there you closed. Go. Yeah. Our library. I know. That's what's hard is the library is closed. Okay. So go ahead. You do your online resources. Uh, I didn't think about this beforehand, so I got to think. About oh, it. okay. Do you want me okay, to share well, mine then real quick? Um, honestly, I, every recipe that I've tried from King Arthur's Flower has been awesome. Oh yeah. Every single one that I've tried. So I would definitely recommend King Arthur's Flower if you're just going to like get on. They have a great Instagram page. And then if you go to their um, link on their Instagram bio, they have like a really user-friendly, like you look at all the beautiful pictures of baked goods and you can click on them and it'll take you to the recipes. So King Arthur's Flower for sure for me. Um, We both like venison for dinner. Oh, I love venison. I, I have learned so much in the kitchen by watching. Yeah. Watching her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her YouTube channel. I'm trying to think of other online things. Um, okay, so um, I just oh recently- I go ahead. I like this Pilgrim Life. She has a YouTube channel too. Hers is kind of Instant Pot, and I found her last year when we were living with my parents, and all I had was an Instant Pot. Mm-hmm. So um, that was just such a lifesaver to watch her videos, and her recipes are just spot on, mm-hmm. and she homeschools. She has five kids. She's a, well, her husband used to be a reformed Baptist pastor. He's not right now, but, um, and she tries to really do just like whole food ingredients. Hmm. So that was a huge, I'll have to look at that one. Do you have an instant pot? I can't remember. No, I've never, Jared, Jared keeps asking me like, do you want an instant pot? I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I mean, it's not like a serious desire of mine right now. So I'm just holding Mm -hmm. off on it. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of one of those things that if we hadn't have moved into my parents, I'm not necessarily certain I would have got one. I really like it now. My though. thing is there's, there's rarely a day that I need to cook something in a quick amount of time. That's a good point. I'm yeah. Like, I mean, I can see that it, it has multiplied how much I can do. I will say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. If you are home all day, I don't know. It's, it's, and I'm not the kind of person that pulls out frozen meat mm-hmm. and I need to cook it immediately either. So 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, we had it. Someone actually gifted it to us um, right as we were moving into my parents' house last Everyone year. Everyone so. that I know that has one though loves it and talks mm-hmm. about it and tells me how much they love it. So I know that they're it does save awesome. on dishes. Oh yeah, so you get to do it all in one. Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean, I I'm sure I would enjoy using it. It's just yeah. not something that I'm like I want to get that right now. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Yeah, so I don't have it in spot. Um, okay. Any other online things that you like? I know once we stop this, I'm going to be like, dang it. Why did I do that? <laughs> well, okay. So I like venison for dinner. I like, um, oh my gosh, Jessica Fisher, but her stuff, it, it's not necessarily like, I'm not necessarily learning new skills from her, but she has a lot of helpful, like whole food budget type things. I think I've talked about her a little bit before. So her, I think it was her master's degree her project for her master's degree was teaching women. I hope I get this correct. She was teaching women in inner cities how to live on a food stamp budget, but still cook whole foods. Oh, cool. And so, um, she has six kids, I think, and they homeschool all of them. And she's just like budget, budget queen. Hmm. So I have learned some type of budget budgeting tips from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I truly am like, Oh my gosh, I am at my wit's end. I don't really have time to pick up a new skill, but I need to keep feeding my family. I will pick up her two, her two cookbooks or her. I just really like her Instagram page. I follow her on there a lot and her stories are really good. Okay. Hmm. Cool. I kind of want to pull up my Instagram and see who else I follow. I know. I was <laughs> I'm like, I can't remember. <laughs> so, okay. Of course I love the Prairie cookbook. I talk about it all the time on here. That's been my favorite cookbook over the past couple of years. Um, oh, I know one other person. What? Um, what is her three rivers homestead? I don't necessarily, cause she's a big pantry cook. So it's not like she shares a lot of recipes, but I do, I have learned a lot from her in regards to how to preserve food in like ways that I just hadn't thought of preserving food before. Yeah. And the same goes for Northridge farm on Instagram. Um, she does share more recipes and her pictures are just absolutely beautiful. And she like, Oh my gosh, they're just beautiful. But I also like, I watched her freezer tour recently mm-hmm. you know you're getting pretty domestic when you're watching <laughs> freezer tours <laughs> but oh, I, I learned, follow I, I follow this one that's like a wild game a girl who like cooks oh. up this wild game mm-hmm. and she just did a pantry tour that I watched the whole thing I'm like why am I watching this but I'm just mm-hmm. like oddly interested in your spices <laughs> oh yeah it's so funny um I, I also follow I do follow Weston A. Price on Instagram and they they post some oh I don't think I follow them <laughs> um and a new follow that little less toxic girl, a little. Oh less, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. she posts some interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like a lot of that. I, I do like following her. I have learned quite a bit about like how a simple way how to use your food in a more medicinal way, like cut up your onions and garlic way before to let it sit. Mm-hmm. So, what is it, the allicin that it releases? I don't know. That's um, not, I don't know about this, but I'm liking what you're telling me. Yeah, so she's an interesting person. Her her meals are really simple. Are you talking about Lilith's Toxic still? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. 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 But she's just kind of has shown some ways to almost like maximize what you're do what you're already gonna cook. Yeah. Maximize it in a healthful way for your body. Yeah. Yeah. I like her. Um Sally the Sally Bakes blog. I think it's Sally Bakes. Mm. Yeah. Sally Bake blog. You follow her? her I've stuff. used several of her beautiful. her baked good recipes. Yeah. Her Instagram is so beautiful too. Um, yeah, I used her Valentine cookies and they were so good. Mm. Okay. Any cookbooks that you're like, definitely got to get this one. Oh, let me 
Let me go look right now, you guys. I wish that you guys could see what we are seeing so Lexi could give you a cookbook tour. Oh, Brian's here. Hi, Brian. Hey, <laughs> sorry. Brian. Oh my gosh, you're going to see my really, really messy. How do I switch this around? Okay, so let's see. Okay, so yeah, uh, America's Test Kitchen is always a fabulous one, and you cannot I'm find the recipes online. Yeah, I yeah this one's one. really good. This is the family cookbook, although I wish I had the white edition. My mom has the white edition, and they are different recipes, unfortunately. Oh, Mine is red. Yeah. So, okay, so that's a good one. This Pilgrim Life's Family Meals is really good. That's the Instant Pot from Scratch Cooking. Um, you and I both love this artisan sourdough one. Yes, yes, I do love that one. Um, I've mentioned Mad Hungry before. Feeding Men and Boys. That's yeah. a really, really, that's a fun one. There's some, we have some family favorites in there. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. So there's cookbooks and then there's like the cookbook novel, which anyone who's read something like this knows what this is. Um, the Ever, An Everlasting Meal by... What? So is that a book or is it a cookbook? Yes. Okay. Okay. So this one and then the ones by... Oh, Cohen. I can't remember what her first name is, but her last name is Cohen, I think. C-O-H-E-N. Home Cooking is her first one. I can't remember the second title. But they're written like memoir style, but then with tons of recipes. Huh. They're so good. So An Everlasting Meal is, is it Tamar? Tamar Adler, which is interesting. It's like a how you can always be using your leftovers from one meal to be the base of a new meal. So that's why it's called an everlasting meal. <laughs> that sounds neat. Um, and let's see what else. I love when that happens. Oh yeah, I know it's it's so it's really good. Um, Moosewood Cookbook has some interesting things in there. Although, just like nourishing traditions, I don't actually love the recipes. They're just there's a lot of interesting info in there. Um, and then one of my favorite, like, oh, gosh, I don't know how to describe this. Um, it's Alice Waters' book. The Art of Simple Food. I think she has the Art of Simple Food too as well. But this was like back in the day when I first got into seeing that all of the best chefs in the world are really just good at using simple ingredients. She hmm. was kind of like one of the first people back in the day to go back to the local local food movement and shopping from farmers markets and whatnot. So hmm. a lot of her recipes are really, really, really simple. Um, I haven't cooked from it a lot. But this was one that, I think I've said this before, I buy cookbooks mostly for the philosophy <laughs> in the cookbooks. Um, and this was kind of the first cookbook I ever got for that, for that reason. But we do absolutely love her Caesar salad oh, that's cool. recipe. So Does it have anchovy paste in it? Um, I think so. But instead of anchovy paste, I like to use capers. So anything that calls oh. for anchovy, I usually just use capers. I love capers. Yeah. Did you know um, that capers are flower buds? What? Yeah. No. I can't remember where I learned that. Oh, let me turn this around now. So. Um, I've been trying to think of, do you remember that cookbook that I got from the library? I still have it because the library is closed. But it's not Nourishing Traditions, but Nourishing is in the title. Nourishing. Oh, is it Nourishing Kitchen or Nourishing Table? Because her mm -hmm. blog, okay. Her blog is called Nourishing Kitchen. So I think her recipe book is called Nourishing Table. I do really like her. Um, but I've liked that. I've made a few different things from that. Um, I made the meatloaf that has liver in it. <laughs> we even like try Oh it. yeah. Yeah. Which my family all really liked. I just had looked at the liver too long that day. So, <laughs> but I mean, I ate it that night and I ate the leftovers and it was fine. I mean, it tasted fine. It was just one of those, like I've been staring at this for too long. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, that has a lot of good 
uh, recipes in that. And I, and I also did their venison dumplings, which were awesome. Like you make little dumplings and and like, they're almost like a pierogi type situation. Yeah. Um, they're really good. Um, and then, oh, I was going to say the, if your husband likes to hunt and you have like venison or like wild game and that kind of stuff, the meat eater cookbook is really good. Um, okay. So I'm curious, like what is, so so a family in our church gift gifted us some elk for Christmas Mm -hmm. and it was so good. But I realized I probably couldn't just swap out any good old chuck roast recipe for an elk roast. Right. So it, is it truly different to cook wild game then? Yes. So yeah, because okay. a lot of it has different fat contents in it too. So like. Uh, okay. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I'll have to check that out next time I can get my hands on some yeah. interesting so, meats. That's a really good cookbook if you have a variety of different meats. And then um, that Instagram account that I mentioned, the girl who cooks wild game, it's called, I looked it up, it's called Wild and Whole. And it's um, cooking wild wild game with whole ingredients, stuff like mm. that. So it's really good. Yeah. And um, she does a really good job like talking about resourcefulness and like how to mm-hmm. use all the different parts of the animal. And it's really cool and interesting. I like following her. Yeah, we're trying to figure out, well, my dad, <laughs> my my patient father is trying we're trying to figure out if we want to butcher our own pigs this year <laughs> there's, a, so there's like, a family in our church that does it every single year and um they have just like a party and a few men mm-hmm. <laughs> go over there and butcher the pig and mm-hmm. give it so I, I really I probably after you do it once it's no big deal i've never that's been. what i feel like i'm like okay i know that i probably won't be pregnant this fall I don't know if I'll ever get to raise a pig again. We may hate this whole thing, but we've got them already. So I really feel like I need to just do it. But I'm also, I watched a pig butchering the other day, like a shoot and butcher. Mm-hmm. It disturbed me more than I thought it would. I would not buy. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't, don't think Don't let I anyone do name it. the pigs. Don't let anyone Ugh. name the pigs. Unless we name it like hamburger or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to do it. Think of all the lard. I know, I know. And we got, we got a, a the the breed of pig that we got will have a lot of fat on it. So I'm really excited. That's cool. All right. Well, do you have anything else to say about cooking? Oh, always, but it's okay. We don't have enough time. (laughs) Cooking is hard too. Yeah. As always guys, write in, give us your tips, give us something interesting that we can entertain ourselves with in the kitchen for these next, however long this all lasts. So happy cooking everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of The Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started The Shepherd's Crook for Wives. Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.